0: So, Paul's message now to, the, to us, having told us that uh, the spirit, the resurrected life of Jesus, even re-energizes our physical and emotional and uh, mental bodies, now tells us this. We, therefore, don't owe our flesh anything. It says more accurately, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Well, there's a lot in there, and it's a, it's a little bit difficult to grasp what Paul has in mind. But let's explore it and see if we can get somewhere with it. This is uh, Colin Cook and How It Happens. Thank you very much for joining me today. You're listening once again to the good news of the gospel described in this awesome book of Romans written by Paul, whom Jesus called to a mission for him. The book of Romans describes more than any other book in the Bible the atoning work of Christ, the work that God has done in his Son to redeem us, to buy us back, to reconcile us to his heart. And then it teaches us how we believe, how to trust in this great awesome news about God. You might want to listen in every Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. So this is the verse. Let's read it. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Well, let's break down a little bit what these words mean, and then let's try to get our mind around what they might uh, imply for us. He says, therefore. Well, you've always heard me say, what's the therefore, therefore? Paul is making a semi-conclusion here, isn't he? In all that he's said previously in chapter 8 of Romans. He's telling us here that we are freed from the power of death freed from the judgment of God and that that the resurrection life of Jesus Christ is now ours. We live in his resurrection so that through his Spirit he brings the resurrected life to us as we receive it by faith on a regular basis. Therefore, he says, We are not debtors anymore. Well, what does debtors mean? Well, of course, something you owe. You do not owe this thing anything anymore. Well, what is he talking about? What don't we owe anything to? To the flesh. But what is the flesh? Now, the flesh is not, as you've heard me say many times, the skin that uh, holds you together. The flesh is anything that is outside of fellowship with God, whether it is the mind or the body or the spirit. It's possible to live mentally outside of God's realm and kingdom, even if you've never done anything wrong in your body. If we live not believing that God is for us and has redeemed us and set us free from judgment, then we're in the flesh of the mind, you see. And everything that goes wrong, we say, oh, well, that's just how life is. We, we believe it goes wrong because there is no God. But Paul is telling us we're free from that attitude. We, brethren, have no indebtedness towards our human nature well let's get that a little bit more practical still I remember years ago when I was counseling a man who, was, who said to me that he had not uh, darkened a step door a, a rather darkened a church door to the term he used for 38 years he had not been to church for 38 years He'd had a sexual issue, a big sexual addiction problem, and um, he tried twice to go to church. As he got near the door and walked up the steps to the church door, he was about to pull the door open and he stopped and he said, I can't go in. I just can't do this. And he walked down those steps and went back home. What was going on? Well, he explained to me that he felt such guilt and such shame and fear over his life and his addiction that he felt unworthy to go through those doors. Now, what was his human nature telling him? His human nature was telling him, you're too bad to go into this church. You've done too much wrong. You deserve to be guilty for the rest of your life. You deserve to be ashamed for the rest of your life. You can't go in here and expect mercy from God and blessing and help. And so, you see, he was listening to his nature, his human nature, and his human nature was telling him, you owe me something. You owe guilt, you owe shame, you owe fear to God, and therefore you cannot come in here. Isn't that just astonishing, the thought of that? What did faith do then? Because then we counseled faith and he started going to church. We counseled that his faith can say to him, to his human nature, I don't owe you anything. Jesus Christ took you in judgment to the cross and died that judgment on your behalf and my behalf. I am therefore free from guilt. I am free from shame and I am free from fear. And I therefore have the freedom to walk through the doors of this church. And that is exactly what he did. You see, this is learning to understand that you don't owe your human nature anything. Well, there are other situations. I mean, let's suppose, for instance, you felt, you you've experienced a loss, a grief, a loved one has died, you loved him or her dearly. But the death was a year or so ago, and you still haven't dealt with the grief yet. You still feel the grief and heaviness, and you feel guilty if you let it go. And you're beginning to realize that you're actually addicted to this uh, grief, that it's right that you feel this grief towards your loved one, and if you stop feeling it, well, he will think or she will think you don't love him or her. And so on it goes, and you feel you must stay in a state of moroseness, a state of depression, a state of grief, and life is on hold, and you don't seem to be able to get past it. Well, what's going on there? Your human nature is saying, you don't really love this person if you don't feel grief all the time. You ought to feel grief and you ought to feel misery and you have no uh, right to go on and be happy anymore because your loved one is dead and you ought to feel sorry forever. Now, you see, what is your human nature telling you? It's telling you there's no restoration. There's not going to be a resurrection in which you will see your loved one again. Uh, It's telling you that life is an endless misery because there's no resurrection of Jesus to bring life to you. And you should feel miserable and sorrowful all the time. And certain people have a view of this, even if it's not grief over a lost loved one. The feeling that they have to be miserable and morose and depressed all the time. In fact, they've got a victim syndrome based upon guilt. Your nature, your human nature, is telling you that you owe it that. But how does faith respond? Faith says, I am in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, freed from the judgment of the law, freed from my human nature that tells me I am under sin and living uh, in the identity of sin I am no longer in the kingdom of Adam and therefore God desires me to let go of my grief now it is time to relieve it it is time to let go of it and it is time to move on with life and have a little joy and happiness again and so you rise to the new occasions of life because you do not owe your human nature Your flesh, anything. Now, what about the issue of sin and temptation? you have your favorite sin, your favorite habit, maybe it's an addiction and you keep going back into it and you feel so guilty and wrong. You said and vowed you would never do it again you said and vowed uh, repentance and yet you've done it again and again and again and you feel you cannot come to God you can't even crack open a Bible to listen to to read an encouraging verse you feel you should be in um, uh, penitence and sorrow and grief and, and uh, uh, repentance forever. Or there's another dynamic in which you feel you cannot even speak to God. You can't talk to him. You just must live in this comatose kind of state of, of where there is no communication between you and God until you've somehow proved that you're sorry. Well, what's going on there? Your human nature is saying you've done so much wrong and so many times you owe it to feel bad for a long, long, long time until God is impressed and believes you. But what does faith say? Faith says, I have sinned, I acknowledge my sin, I repent of my sin, but I will not remain in condemnation for another moment. For Jesus Christ atoned for my sins, and I will not embrace guilt as if embracing guilt were my way of atoning for my sins. No, Jesus has atoned for my sins. I don't have to do it. And thus, you see, faith bounces back. You've heard me say that a lot, that faith has resilience. It has this bounce-back ability, so that if you sin at six o'clock, you bounce back at six o'clock. And that's how it works. And thus, we learn by faith that we are no longer in debt. We are not in debt to sin. We're not in debt to guilt. We're not in debt to sorrow or shame or fear. It doesn't mean we become indifferent to, these, uh, to, to our sins, but it means that we don't give them the power they no longer deserve because Christ has atoned for this situation of ours. Therefore, read it again for yourself now, Romans 8, verse 12, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to our human nature and to the kingdom of Adam, to our flesh, to live according to it. Well, thank you for joining me today, and if you'd like to support the program, remember you can. This is listener-supported radio. You simply send a donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Each broadcast costs $39 per 15 minutes, or $200 approximately for a week's programs, or... 850 to 900 dollars for a month's programs and would you also please remember rotimi that is mark in nigeria we did get his um electrical uh, meter installed for 200 dollars but now he has to pay a year's uh, electrical bill ahead of time a $1,000 that is in order to get his electricity it's an as- absurd arrangement but that's how it is in Nigeria if you would like to help for him to go through a year with uh, uh, electricity to be able to cook and do various things in the house, please do so send your donation to FaithQuest P.O. Box 366 Littleton, Colorado 80160 or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com Thank you, everyone, for all your support, all the donations you've sent in. It helps to keep this radio broadcast going, which is now in its, what, is it 23 years or 24? I'm not sure yet. I'll have to count and reckon up. I'll see you next time, then. Cheerio, and God bless.